tuned to Vanguard Radio. This is Goyfire. Goyfire 49, president of Gambia, discovers a cure for AIDS. Detroit roids on suburban rape rampage. Canadian Gov attacks racism in Nova Scotia. Korean cartoon offends Jews. Anna Nicole Smith. Oh, these. 40% 40% of Forbes 400 list of billionaires in the law are Jews. Kraft Foods, Jewish CEO, cutting 8,000 American jobs. Spectacular dog torture. And a recent find. Uh, we have a recent archaeological dig and find in England. We're talking about that as well. But back to our top story tonight. President of Gambia discovers cure for AIDS. Now this is a breaking story. From the pockets of his billowing white robe, Gambia's president pulls out a plastic container, closes his eyes in prayer, and rubs a green herbal paste into the ribcage of his patient. He then orders the thin man to swallow a bitter yellow drink Followed by two bananas. <laughs> mm. Whatever you do, there are bound to be skeptics. But I can tell you that my method is foolproof. Yahaya Yamehe <laughs> says, surrounded by his bodyguards inside the presidential count- compound as he prepares to treat more. Hey, Craig, you used to be on the Gamian diet, didn't you? I was a vegetarian a long time, but uh, th- th- this yellow drink... Don't avoid the question! <laughs> well, it's part of uh, Salubrious Living, Klassen, but listen to this. This yellow drink, it reminds me of any- anyone ever saw Anton Jackson, who was nigger, uh, uh, what did, uh, Damon Wayans' uh, homeless character. Remember, he used to make a <laughs> yeah. cardboard box, and he'd pull out, he said, here's the bathroom, and he'd pull out a court jar from his uh, trousers, you know, and there'd be turd and... and In living color. <laughs> yeah. Anton yeah, Jackson. Yeah. Funny. So, uh, <clears throat> this, this is, this is sly a sly-looking Negro. I don't know where AIDS comes from. Who the fuck knows? Scientists don't even know. Scientists still say AIDS started because somebody had sex with a monkey. And you know, for the for the import that this is going to have around the world and all the people that are going to be cured, I thought it got a real a real dearth of coverage, and that was disappointing. But uh, we looked on the president's website, and we have the pictures on vnnforum.com of the president uh, in his cures. It's kind of like a, <clears throat> I don't know, Cy Bobber or something. Here he is. He's got his uh, kaftan on. It's all white, and he's walking around the medical clinic. And uh, he greets everyone with a, a lot of uh, ebullience and, uh, and uh, uh, good news. And uh, He used to be a colonel, I guess. He took over, I think it was, when was it, ages around 1994, something like that. And now you can just imagine this guy meeting with Bush. I, mean, I, I bet he's met Bush before in D.C. And then it, we have a picture of him making his concoction. And on the thread, if you look at it, can you see it? It's a little far down there. He's got a big giant platter. platter. It's, it must be 18 or 24 inches long, oblong platter, like a big, huge spaghetti or like you'd have at Thanksgiving. And then he's got a beer mug on the end of it. And it looks like he's got a plastic two-quart bottle of beer there or something in a brown plastic. And then this 
they claim is the president himself actually mixing up his age cure <laughs> on the spot. And I don't have herpes, my dick's just itching. It's not syphilis, this would be an AIDS infested. I don't know yet, I'm too scared to get tested. Yeah, well, I'll have you know, Gemma, a 41-year-old former colonel who wrests control of his country, says his treatment is entirely voluntary and argues that his medications cannot be mixed with other drugs because, quote, I don't want any complications. Uh-huh. Yahya Abdul Aziz Jimus Jungkung Jama, but it is formerly... Jimus Jungkung Jama. <laughs> Come on, Craig, was, you gotta intone it properly. <laughs> uh, yeah, this woman name was Yaya Alfonsi. But I don't know if that's a Philadelphia Alfonsi or what. But, uh, you know, all African political leadership is more or less one extended in living color skit. Yeah, we can kind of see the similarities with American uh, black culture, can we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As the yeah. necrotic regions spread. Uh, Darby Negroes. Yeah, well, he's got a fine... What do they call those hats that they wear? A kafia or a kapia? Or kapi? Kufti? Is it kufti, maybe? No, I... Uh, there's... Uh, maybe dashiki is the clothes, right? I think kafia yeah. is what the, the Palestinians wear. Oh, I give up. There's some name for their headgear, but he's he's got a sly look. He's got some beads and a... A yellow get-up that, frankly, wouldn't look out of place at a dogfight, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> the claim of a cure has prompted comparisons to the South African Minister of Health. <laughs> oh, another genius of the medical arts. <laughs> and what was his remedy? Yeah, he, he, who won international <laughs> ridicule last year for suggesting that a diet of garlic, beetroot, and lemon juice is more effective. Yeah, I'll be about the beetroot and shit. Yeah, the fact yeah, is, the U.S. Right. Like, like to grow their own wheat grass and extrude it. Yeah, Ooh, that'll work. Sexy. The claim was the beet juice and lemon was more effective than <laughs> antiretroviral drugs. Negroes be curing. They're getting their cure on. We don't need none of them. Jimmy Carter ought to get behind this one. The same way he did the guinea worms. Jimmy Carter could go over there. And but actually, learn, that's uh, what that queer Jew, I think Larry Kramer was claiming that the reason he hadn't died of AIDS like all of his compadres do bathhouse was that he had not taken the, uh, they call it the AZT cocktail, back in the day. Of course, that's, that's already 10, 15 years ago now. And a lot of people may not even recognize that reference. But uh, sometimes these Negroes, well, they don't really stumble into the truth. But they may stumble away from an untruth. Check this. The, the median age in Gambia is 17.7 years. <laughs> And that's great. The infant mortality rate is 71.58 per thousand deaths. Well, that's a little bit of good news there. And HIV AIDS is only 1.2%, remarkably low, actually, probably because the president's be, be curing everybody. Yeah, Rubs a green herbal of... paste into the rib cage of his patient. That is something else. Yeah, He's... it's always fascinating to uh, get a glimpse into these countries and their leadership. For example, Gambia has a median IQ of 68. Wow. But rest assured, they have full political rights. These creatures are allowed to vote. They're allowed to emigrate to America. Perhaps a church near you is importing them. This is at VNInform.com in the This Just In section, the chain started well, this uh, thread. Uh, again, though, the pictures are right off the official presidential website in Gambia. 
Yeah, I love I love the the laptop, uh, the third world laptop where you power it up with a crank. I think Bill Gates is behind that project to supply every Gambian with a a laptop. Yeah. Oh my God. They're on their native getup. He's rubbing stuff in the guy's chest on his forehead. He's got one of the white man's medical gloves on, and he's got the big old African grin. <laughs> the big old African, I know what I'm doing, grin. <laughs> they never really do, though. Not one Negro invention has panned out from the Brillo pad, <laughs> the, the NIG copter, which we discussed. What Was that two goyfires ago? The Negro oh, invented the space the exploration yeah. vehicles, currently, in, currently stored in a self-storage unit. To the NIG copter <laughs> threatened to take people's heads off if the starter was pulled to the double AIDS cure. One continent, they've already cured AIDS twice. And uh, yeah, this is workaday African comedy, open air comedy. Yeah, it's huge news. I wonder why they don't cover this on Saturday Night Live and all the Jewish uh, comedy shows. Huh? Yeah, well, oh it, it is hard to call this comedy because it's not intentional. This is, uh, this is a That's way the of very life. best comedy, Aegis. Just call it reality, huh? Yeah. It's a little scarier that way. <laughs> Real world Africa, day in and day out. And this is some of their this is some of their lighter stuff. This isn't where they're chopping up kids and embalming them in walls to increase their barbershop business. This is when they're trying to do however ludicrous they're trying to trying to cure disease. Good time, Jima's Junkung Jama. Yeah, yeah well, he's Dick got a great classic African name. Dick Gregory has his future as a African president. He he really wasn't living up to his uh, talent. He just created a juice diet. In Africa, you could be a, a president of a large country. Yeah, the scummy St. Louis Negro. Negro. We also have another TNB. This is out of Detroit, and not in Detroit, but in its suburbs. Uh, this comes out of Pontiac, Michigan. An alleged group, now that's a misnomer, of rapists ages 16 to 20 have been targeting a suburban community. The two victims were selected at random, police said, and one woman was sitting in her car alone when she was attacked. They were wanted for carjacking, criminal sexual contact, uh, conduct, assault with intent to create great bodily harm, and kidnapping. One of the police officers said the suspect saw a woman sitting alone in her car, forced her way into her vehicle, kidnapped her, and sexually assaulted her for at two different locations. Was this the one in Tennessee, or the one in San Diego, or the one in uh, Durham, North Carolina, or where, where was this? Uh, this was Pontiac, Michigan. Oh, so this wasn't the any of those. It was an entirely different one. Yeah, this was well, one of the uh, 1.2 million... Assaults. Who even knows how many assaults there are? I believe they it may needs have to be a big even... study. Why they enjoy raping so much? What is it about them that's different? This is a pack of niggers. It's like a nigger gang, just like you'd find in South Africa, right? Yeah. You know, I, I looked up the United States Department of Justice figures on the Uniform Crime Report, and the last year, if I recall, in which the totality of the numbers were listed by race was 2002, a, a long five years ago. And if I remember, there are about 20,000 rapes by both uh, uh, whites and, and uh, Sambo. However, they're only 13.2, 13.4% of the population. So, uh, and they call them forcible rapes. Is there any other kind of rape somebody's pointing out on a forum? You know, <laughs> a rape is a rape is a rape, right? 
What is a forcible rape? There's the willing rape and the forcible, but 20, uh, roughly 20,000. You can look it up on the FBI's website, Uniform Crime Reports, type uh, FBI plus sign Uniform Crime Reports, and you can find them and you can see <clears throat> what your federal government tells you, uh, mm -hmm. the rate at which uh, niggers are committing <laughs> crime, and it just doesn't jibe, and yet we, we don't get any news about it. Well, yeah, it's it's at every point. There's less crime as as the nation blackens. Less crime is reported. More non-whites are called whites. Uh, they they do away with any statistical category that reflects disparity that uh, sh <coughs> sheds <coughs> puts their diversity and equality in a bad light. Uh, mm -hmm. The left, the Judea left, just can't stand the truth, and it does away with anything that, that gets the truth out there. That's why we this show exists. It's not all joking about ridiculous Negroes and their bogus inventions. It's not just talking about, you know, white girls, well, uh, being raped, gang raped, like it seems like we do every week. And rest assured, the weeks we don't, it still happens. Yeah, well, they, uh, they but, go a step further, Alex. They, they pathologize the whites for noticing. In fact, white cops who, who profile Nicaros are the problem. Yeah, and, and remember, we remember, I always bring this up because it's so telling. I think we talked about a one goy fire was the salon store in which a liberal girl, trying to be liberal, after being beaten up pretty much every day of her junior high life, remembering this years later, and, and it's, said she still shrunk away when she saw blacks out of, out of fear and just loathing. And he's like, well, maybe you should go to an ivory processing center. So the white man needs to learn how to see this nigger horror in a different light than the comedic and, and truthful light we shed on it here at Goyfire. We need to put it in a funhouse until it becomes normal. Well, do you want to live in a, in a country where nigger is normal? Because look at TV. That's what you're heading for. Look at the ads in the circular from the giant retailer. They show little human girls with little nigglets. Is that the future you want? Because those little nigglets grow up to be like this gang that's out raping your daughters. There's no, and there's no, the blacks ain't the problem. The problem is the damn Jew who let them loosen us by twisting settled Aryan law illegally. And just saying, well, we think it should be so, so it is. They essentially declared themselves king and dictator, and we're their subjects. They're to provide them with tax money and blood to go fight abroad for Israel. And we don't want that world. We reject that world. That's what the Internet means. People have gotten on here. We can now talk without the Jew interrupting. And we need to retake our country from the Jew. And that's, those are the stakes, and those are the people involved, whites and Jews. The coloreds are just standing by watching with their thumbs up their asses. Right? Well, they have normalized a dog. They've made it laudable and desirable for a lot of white youth. I see there's even a place called Niggas Space, N-I-G-G-A space.com, a place for niggas. Yeah, sort of like the uh, MySpace for 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 niggers, but uh, a friend, a friend of our show dug that up when we were on FTL and and sent some of those those nigger spaces. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, but, but the white kids think they're niggers too, and they are actually because they're copying these. Uh, not all of them, but a, mm -hmm. a significant minority. It's a problem. And, yeah. Well, here are two fun details. Here, the woman was beaten with a golf club and thrown into the trunk of a car before the men drove off to find another victim. The men ordered a pizza and then kidnapped and robbed the pizza delivery woman at gunpoint. The, these are these men. They are, calling niggers men is ridiculous. They're just fucking jungle savages. I read one story just animals. about that. And they said, well, actually, when they get hungry sometimes now, they just call the pizza and rob them. You know, when they want some door-to-door -door service. It's not just for the money. They're hungry, too. 
Yeah, that's they're, they're working and, up an uh, appetite. Yeah, and so. these people are treated as our equals. Now you think about how little ability to s foresee the future you have. Then you think about what a joke it is that people with absolutely with as much foresight as a Down's syndrome kid are allowed to vote, and their vote is equal to yours. Now, if that doesn't tell you that democracy is a giant scam, believed in by th the lowest of idiots, then nothing will. You can't let these niggers do 68 IQs, and I mean, they, they're playing with Play-Doh, and they're curing AIDS, and, and, and they're calling up the pizza place. They call up the pizza place, he'll bring his pizza, and we can steal his money. Then we can eat pizza while we're gang-raping that girl we just picked up. And the nigger's too dumb to realize that the, the, the phone that he's calling from is recorded. I mean, either they can't think or they don't care or both. But they're treated as our equals? Aren't we forgetting uh, the, the, the modest uh, problem of that gap of a uh, few hundred thousand years of evolution between our races? Niggers aren't our equal. Come on, you've got to be absurd to believe that. They wouldn't have to yelp about it so hard if it were true. You, you don't have to persuade people... It's, things that are true you can simply demonstrate it to them yeah, but they're they not our lie equal around the clock that there are equal because it's not true and it's just how did the president us. of gambia cure aids then you didn't cure aids did you alex <laughs> oh, craig i got something to tell you <laughs> craig i yeah okay i'll admit it since you forced out i've not cured aids but craig when i get a blender <laughs> That's going to change, buddy. I'm only that far away. There's only a blender between me and curing AIDS. Well, and a visit to the fruit stand. All right? Two bananas. You're supposed to give I can't do everything, Craig. After Anton Jackson's drink. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> racist, racist. Neo-Nazi invents cure for AIDS. Yeah, well, he came up with a two-banana cure, but I'm pretty sure my three-banana cure is going to top his, let me tell you. Because yeah. I believe my IQ is at least 72. At least three or four points on him. What's the difference? 6972. Well, yeah. seeing that this is out of Pontiac, Michigan, I think it's appropriate time to throw out. Poor old nigger thinks it's a human. <laughs> you ever hear that joke about uh, that's what Pontiac stands for? Poor old nigger thinks it's a Cadillac. Yeah, well, Detroit is crap.blogspot.com is... Uh, yeah, it's a swinging sight. All the cool people go there. It's where you can read about crimes like we just described, and uh, we had a white man white for a white man's space. Yeah. And Craig, I think you were on. He, he guest hosted for Dietrich on Friday, mm -hmm. Free Talk Live, and he talks a lot about. And you hear he, he and Yankee Jim talk about uh, Eight Mile and, and the various areas around uh, Detroit, where this yeah, kind of thing is just normal. Yankee Jim and he, uh, although they're separated by tw 25, 30 years of age, and that's another good thing about our movement is. Uh, we don't seem to be blocked by these age differences, you know, the guys can understand because a lot of us have lived in the mm -hmm. multicultural for many years. But Yankee Jim was in Detroit, I don't know, something like 30 years ago, and he was involved in refurbishing these houses with federal money. And uh, this is exactly what uh, a white man for white land who runs Detroit is crap, uh, the blog, and he's doing that too. And apparently they just uh, destroy them uh, faster practically than he can complete them, but... And he, he works with them every day. I don't know how they do it. How can they be around it? First of all, the danger element. That's the primary thing, the danger to your life and limb. But uh, they mm -hmm. do it. Oh, yeah. There's the, the, uh, he linked to, uh, to these, I don't know what, what you would call them, urban spelunkers that go into <laughs> abandoned buildings. And they, they stated that there's over 16,000 uh, condemned buildings in Detroit. Mm -hmm. 
And we've talked uh, well, on that well, show that it's literally reverting to nature. I mean, trees are growing up, rabbits and quail are running through there. Even a wildebeest or two has been sighted. <laughs> Moose. <laughs> <laughs> Moose him. <laughs> uh, he was saying, uh, one I saw place the ghost like of Frank Zappa on some film, actually. He was running through there. Uh, it's, uh, they should do the music videos there. They, uh, they, he said yeah. on that blog, Aegis and Alex, he went up, the, you know, they were like uh, modern day uh, explorers. So they went up to, I guess, uh, the top floor of some factory where at one time, in the earlier parts of this factory, at one time the Model T was manufactured there. Of course, in later years, they used it for something else. Anyway, some nigger got highly irate when they hit the top floor that they were, they were invading his space. I believe that was his blog. And, uh, you know, there were pictures of uh, murdered white people in one police, uh, police uh, station there. And all of these buildings were just multi-multi-million dollar buildings, and he made the point that in the late and mid-60s, they were as beautiful and proud as any American city, but of course now it's a degenerate. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, Detroit's just the worst. East St. Louis is like that. There are parts, I, I think, of Atlanta, certainly Miami, Los Angeles, uh, absolutely New York City. Uh, so Craig, uh, what's, Cleveland, what's the site, Cincinnati. ruins of Detroit, where you can see all these buildings? Detroit was a very happening town. It was full of manufacturing, and there's a site that documents all these beautiful buildings Craig's talking about and their decline. As the city declined, and you know the old manufacturing base disappeared, and now there's nothing there but 90% niggers, and presided over by a monkey with a diamond stud in his ear, and the usual ridiculousness. But uh, yeah, the same thing in Johannesburg. The guy saying in the 80s, I couldn't even live in those flats, and and now they're taken over by a species of monkey, a particularly unattractive one. And you couldn't even go there and buy one of these buildings and, and refurbish it and, and w with the plan to make money, quite obviously, because you'd be surrounded by uh, a war zone. What are you going to do? See, this is the rule of nature. One subspecies does battle with another subspecies until the one is driven out. That's a, a natural law. We can't live where niggers are. They aren't like us. Like spastic, pop-voiced, pop you know... <laughs> You know, they're not like us. We don't want them around us. They're very unappealing with their little monkey-themed humanity or whatever the hell they're, they're, they're trying to pull off over there. Segregate them from us. That just means keep them away. They're fucking disgusting. You, know, you, you segregate flies. You segregate mosquitoes. You want to get, the, get them the fuck away from us. They're annoying. They're stupid. That's what niggers are. They're just another form of parasite. They're a little bit larger and dumber than, than fleas and mosquitoes, but you know, just as dangerous. Get them out of here. We don't need them here. We don't need the Jews who open the door to them. Let them go to Israel. Most are aware of the, the, the low Negroes, but we also have the high Negroes ingratiating themselves. High yellers? Yeah. Old yellers? The, the, the so-called talented 10th uh, at the very top awesome. of Can <laughs> Canada's uh, government uh, or dumb democracy, uh, the Governor General of Canada is a, a high yellow. Hans Frank. And she has recently been upbraiding Nova Scotia Light to enough. tackle the touchy issue of racism in the province. Urging citizens to, quote, take apart the walls of difference that continue to separate us. Yeah, the, no uh, the Governor General of Canada, for people who don't know, is appointed by uh, the Queen of England, and this is a tie that's um, a leftover from when uh, the British Empire was extant. And it's a ceremonial position, it's paid, and uh, in this case, 
I oh, believe this God. woman was a naturalized Haitian from Britain. And so the, the Queen of England went out of her way to find some negress from Haiti, Haiti who is naturalized, send her to Canada. I mean, yeah. <laughs> imagine the uh, you know, twists and turns of one's life. But anyway, she's over there in Canada now. And in Nova Scotia, people may not know, but the Underground Railroad, you know, Sojourner Truth and all this stuff, whatever her... Uh, <clears throat> A real position or real name was, I guess it was maybe Sojourner Truth. And in any case, they brought these niggers up from the Underground Railroad during the Civil War, pre-Civil War days, and then they would uh, ensconce them in Nova Scotia. Well, now, uh, 150 or 160, 80 years later, here they are there uh, creating mayhem and uh, uh, problems as everywhere they go. And so the white people up there just aren't understanding the mayhem around them, and so she's coming there to tell the people, white people in Nova Scotia how to get their minds right. Yeah, Craig, how many of our listeners would imagine that there's a black cultural center for Nova Scotia, which means mm -hmm. New Scotland, I believe? Yeah, look at it. It looks Latin. like a community college in the Midwest, doesn't it? I mean, this is a big edifice. It sure does. Yeah, it does. Exactly. And Why uh, do we... What What culture? Are they going to talk about the miraculous AIDS cures back in the motherland? And, and get this. Her husband uh, <clears throat> made a movie. The, this governor general's husband made a movie about this American nigger by the name of David Belfield. Uh, now, he's a nigger. He, uh, the, uh, don't let the Belfield name uh, confuse you. But anyway, he was an admitted murderer. He assassinated an Iranian official. Uh, one report said in D.C., another one said, I think, in some suburb. But uh, in any case, he absolutely murdered this guy. All the reports say he's wanted. And then... Uh, this governor general's husband made a movie about this guy appearing in a separate movie in which he essentially uh, played a fictional character. In other words, he's uh, it's kind of like Che Guevara. They, he's ratcheting up this guy's intrigue and his uh, badness, if you will, his, his international badness. Now, if you go to the FBI's website, you cannot find nigger David Belfield's wanted poster. Why? There's no statute of limitations on murder. And this guy murdered a, an Iranian official in the office of the Shah of Iran. I mean, in the, in the employee. So why, where is this nigger's uh, wanted poster? You know, if he's a terrorist, well, where is his million dollars report so white nationalists can go pop this nigger for the legal reward? It's only murder if you murder the wrong people. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Some people are more important than others, and non-people are the most important of all these days. This bride looks like she ought to be auditioning for a role as one of the middle Cosby kids back in the 80s. Mm -hmm. Instead, they got her reviewing a line of whites. You must be looking at her and just fucking laughing their asses off inside. But, you know, you play along with a joke, you become a joke. And pretending that niggers have any business being political leaders, hell, they can't lead themselves. We don't need them leading us humans. We humans need an out. We need an exit strategy for neo-Nigeria that the Western world's becoming, thanks to the damn kikes. Yeah, these pictures uh, posted on this thread chain are hilarious. Uh, really my are. husband looks like David Spielberg, doesn't he? He looks like David Spielberg, or uh, Steven Spielberg. Look yeah. at is that, is that he's a, French. He's a is that her Jewish husband there? They don't say he's Jewish. They call him French. He could be a French Jew, but I mean, uh, he, 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 he got some he's bad just, look on jeans if he's French. You may need yeah. to try that AIDS cure. Well, here they have her like walking by a, a, a row of of soldiers at, standing at attention here they have her riding around in a carriage uh, uh -huh. with two mounties on the back uh -huh. I mean, you know the it's yeah it, it's very clear 
my question to you listening to this is what do we get out of niggers and Jews? It's very clear what they get out of us, but we don't need them. They don't have anything to offer us except putting our, our cops on the gerbil wheel because they're busy all the time because these, these people are essentially criminals. And then imagine this. Her husband makes a movie about a, a, a famous murderer, a political murderer. How about if some white nationalist made a movie exoticizing uh, some, some you know, white nationalist murderer, real or fictional? You know? Well, Is yeah, it going to be like, Trump put it all over? You remember well, Angela Turner Davis? Diaries. It's like that. I mean, they... they they take these 60s radicals, and you had Hillary Clinton, and I think that one of those gooks who's on the Civil Rights Commission, and they're, you know, they're giving awards and money to these these niggers who were murdering people back in the 60s, and they're, oh, I got no problem with that. Angela Davis, they're bringing her in to speak. She was part of that. So there's yeah, a made double standard here, just across the board. It's not just employment and hiring. It's it's social respect. It's everything. And, right, and we, the, the, they're letting out murderers in Germany while imprisoning Ernst Sundell, who hasn't done a damn thing. Good well, point. I, I couldn't find the, the, the pictures of this bitch's homecoming in Haiti. That's what I want to see. I want to see her coming down to Haiti and being uh, driven around instead of Mounties in the back of her black carriage, you know. Uh, about 18 yeah. uh, nigger Haitians holding on to it, trying to grab her jewelry <laughs> off her neck or something. How d yeah. <laughs> How degenerate of a country have we become? And we're like, oh, there's an African, a, you know, a part African American running for president. Yeah, the, the, the untapped wisdom of the Africans when it comes to political leadership. I mean, what have they ever shown themselves capable of running? Nothing. They're a bunch Oprah's, of spear Oprah's chuckers. TV show, maybe. Oh, I doubt they even run her TV show. I'm sure it's all middle class whites, lesbians, and Jews. She's just the front to it. Also have here an anti-Jewish cartoon that spurs outrage in South Korea of all places. Korean American community leaders said they plan to launch a protest against the publisher of a popular South Korean comic book that contains anti-Jewish images. One comic strip in the book shows a man climbing a hill and then facing a brick wall with the Star of David and a stop sign in front. Quote, the, the final obstacle to success is always a fortress called Jews, a translation says. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. I love how these, these kikes now have to pursue this around the world. It's like these restaurants keep opening up bars and restaurants that are Nazi-themed. It won't go away because there's, there's some truth at the heart of Nazism, obviously, in what they said about the Jews, and the Jews can't deny it. All they can did, do is stigmatize 24 hours a day, uh, demonize uh, last them. Week, did, we, did we talk about the sugar packets in Croatia with Hitler's image and uh, all the rage, I guess? Oh, uh, I think we had that, but I don't think we talked about it, did we? No, anyway, let's so tell, tell, tell the people, enlighten the brothers. Enlighten <laughs> our albino brothers as to the sugar yeah. packet. That's right. Whatever little cafe you go into, you know, all the young girls and everything, if you're on a date with them, they get all excited. Oh, look, they're Hitler's sugar packets. Let's come here. <laughs> Grab six of them. Grab, take 12. <laughs> they're SS sweet. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is, uh, there was the uh, Swazi restaurant, I think, in Bombay or, uh, what, 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 no, I think no, no, it's no, Bombay. No. They had to close. <laughs> they had to close. No, no, so no, the no, Jews no. not only pursue it, but uh, the more interesting aspect of it, uh, some of these are supposedly just uh, tangential or minor uh, stylish uh, 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 copies, but not in Croatia, because Croatia, I guess, supported uh, Hitler in the, in the SS, was there in World War II. Uh, but the point is, is 
people like the uh, what was it? The Prime Minister of Malaysia. They've talked about Judaism and Zionism and yes. Jews, and yeah, and how pushy they are. And this is a problem now, here in Korea. And, and Aegis, there's one section of this I wanted to mention. Did you did you mention that this? It's uh, I think it's the next paragraph. He says another cartoon strip here shows a newspaper, magazine, TV, and radio with a description. In, in a word, American public debate belongs to the Jews. And it's no exaggeration to say that U.S. media are the voice of the Jews. These are Koreans saying this. I mean, what are they? What Koreans paper was in that LA in? Or what? Craig, what paper um, was that in? I think there's the only one. It's in the Canadian paper. Canadians are, are whining about it. But it's Los Angeles Associated Press story. But so I know, but do they say what yeah. Korean paper? Like a mainstream paper? No, it's... Well, and it's it, been. I, it's actually in a book in some cases. This book has been distributed. I think what is it to ten million school children and ten million copies, which is a massive number. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was written series. by a university professor, yeah. Lee Wan Book, and is basically called, uh, when people are countries and neighboring countries. Yeah, when yeah, people are free Bach, to like speak Bach the Choi, truth, they all say <laughs> what we say here. Yeah. you know, because it's true. The yeah. major media are owned by Jews, and there there is a collective intention to commit genocide against whites by hell ra race mixing through film porn country music rap video whatever it's meant to degrade and emasculate us Jews, Jews no, even like Tom Thomas Friedman are, are writing about this his new book is called flat earth or something and I was looking at excerpts of that and speaking about yeah. China and the Orientals and how they perceive these Jews and Friedman's talking about how far ahead these countries are and uh, in many respects, technology and so forth. For instance, the woman who controls all these trillions of uh, dollars of, uh, of U.S. Yeah. money there, I guess. Uh, I, I saw a profile about her in the Los Angeles Times, some Chinese Ph.D., and she sits there and has the ability to, to start selling these bonds with practically a click of her mouse, you know, if she decides to do it or she and her uh, group. And a lot of these Asian countries seem to have learned that the key to success is keeping a more or less pre-internal pre market and ethnic homogeneity, you see, and, and some and degree of authoritarian control where you don't, uh, you, you don't allow the Jewish porno and the rest of that shit to go, to go nuts. You keep a, a lid on it, and that's how Singapore and, and the other ones have, have done it. And it would work fine with us whites, but we are the victims of the Jews, and that's the whole point of this show is whites... The real political battle of our times is whites against Jews, and the man who will go down in history as the greatest and most famous and best human is the one that liberates the globe, liberates planet Earth from Jews. Ahmadinejad, maybe? Ahmadinejad is, a, is a, the principal supporter of, of the revolution, of terrorist thugs. Well, you call them terrorist thugs, you see, but I believe that it's Israel that are the terrorist thugs. This is the problem, Jeff. You think the people resisting the illegal occupation of Palestine are terrorist thugs? I think the people occupying Palestine are terrorist thugs. Why are you allowed to support one side, but Ahmadinejad isn't allowed to support the other? Sorry? Why are you allowed to support one side, but the president of Iran isn't allowed to support the other? financing a regime that is sending rockets and killing... But you are supporting a regime that is sending rockets, killing innocent people. Were you away during the summer on the dark side of the moon? Or did you watch the news coverage of the massacre of civilian people in Lebanon, 20 times as number, the number of people killed in Israel in that conflict, and 50 times the number of civilian people wounded in that conflict just this year? Maybe you missed that, Jeff. Ah, uh, you see, Jeff, that's the excuse given for every tyrant who bombs civilians 
that he was actually trying to bomb the terrorist thugs who were hiding amongst the innocent civilians. Don't you understand that if Britain had done that in the north of Ireland, or for that matter in the Republic of Ireland, during the time that people were blowing up civilians here on the mainland in Britain, as part of the IRA's bombing campaign, no British government could have survived by using the alibi that, well, we, I know we wiped out Dundalk, but we were actually targeting the terrorist thugs that were hiding there. Well, George, what would you, I mean, just going back to the Lebanon point very quickly, what would you expect the British, let's say the British government came under attack from a bunch of... But the British government did come under attack, not for a few weeks, but for a few decades. Mrs. Thatcher and her entire government were almost murdered in their beds in the Grand Hotel in Brighton. The British cabinet had to hide under the table as a mortar came through the window of 10 Downing Street. Bombs in Parliament, bombs in the Tower of London, bombs in the City of London, bombs in our railway station. But no British government proposed bombing West Belfast to get at the terrorist thugs, as you put it, hiding amongst the civilian population there. Can't you see my point? Yeah. What would you expect the English government to do, yeah? Just hear me out on this one. What would you expect the English government to do if, let's say, Scotland developed, um, uh, there, was a, there, there was a terrorist gang that developed, and they decided to, to, to hide... No, look, look, Jeff, we don't have to go into the, into the hypothetical. I'm giving you an actual. Why won't you comment on it? Because it's unanswerable, isn't it? No British government would have bombed West Belfast and said that it was actually targeting the IRA who lived there. That's an actual event. Never mind the hypothetical about Scotland developing weapons. Well, the, 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 um, the, the very real threat Israel has, surrounded by hostile enemies, is slightly greater than that which IRA posed. Well, you say that, but Israel is the only country in the Middle East which actually does have nuclear weapons. Hundreds of them. And we know that thanks to the brave Jewish whistleblower, Mordechai Venunu, who spent 18 years in solitary confinement for telling us. Telling us, yeah, sorry, what's your point? My point is that Israel's not in any danger at all. It's a nuclear-armed it's a nuclear-armed superpower backed by the world's only hyperpower. It's not in any danger at all. The regimes which control the Arab countries around Israel are in fact in bed with Israel. This is a totally fatuous threat that you're seeking to uh, conjure up to justify what I'm telling you will be an international catastrophe. So, Jeff, tell me just clearly, do you support Israel bombing Iran or not? George, Israel is surrounded by hostile... I know it's difficult for you because, you know... Because you're hostile states like Egypt. Your constituency, you have... Is no, please don't talk about my constituency. I have had the same view on these subjects for more than 30 years. I have represented my constituency for 18 months. So please don't insult the listeners or me by pretending that I'm saying to you what I'm saying because of my constituency. Now answer my question, yes or no, will you support Israel if it bombs Iran as the Sunday Times says today it's about to do? Let's go to Raymond.
in Rushholm, Greater Manchester, as we're obviously not going to get an answer from Jeff in Edgware. I doubt he has the power, but he's he perhaps is a signpost for where we're headed because I, I know that's what's going to come. The Jews are in a dangerous position. I mean, more and more people are getting this is what's going on with the Jews because we can tell we tell the truth about them. We don't have to cover anything up or lie or smear. We we may make fun of of the niggers and 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 the Jews, but we aren't using that as our sole means of of attacking them or we're not merely criticizing them. We are giving valid data for the reason we feel the way we do and backing it up and we're citing cases that are covered up in the mainstream media and we're telling you the why we're giving you the context that you will never get from the hapless feckless loser conservatives even as these asian countries the ones we just mentioned korea and uh, malaysia and, and china understand jewish power jews are even immigrating into those countries they've been doing that uh, in singapore for years and years decades really now and mm -hmm. so they, 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 they go there to do what they've done in every country, essentially every Western country throughout history, and that is to uh, you know, get involved in, in the leadership and the structure and the economic uh, production, and economic production in the, in the sense of controlling the political decisions that are made. But they have done that, and Friedman even talks about it. And, uh, you know, here, here in the country where I am, Estonia, uh, they've made the point that uh, these communication countries... Uh, pardon me, companies which go all over the world from Israel, telecommunications and software development, are essentially Mossad fronts. They're funded with Mossad money. I don't know if I mentioned that in the last Goyfar, but that really uh, bothers me enormously because they get involved in the telecommunications and the billing systems, online billing in various countries, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, just play havoc with them, all as a, as a, as a quasi-Mossad front. And like Vonage... And yeah. the, what was the AMDOCS that was the telephone bill? AMDOCS and, and, and Odigo. 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 They put the systems in the White House. Odigo is the one that warned the Jews before 911 went off for all you think it's a crazy conspiracy theory that the buildings were demolished. Well, somebody knew it was going to happen beforehand. So, and, and that was reported in a Jewish paper and never followed up on. But, yeah, they, they control a lot of that telecom infrastructure because... For the same reason they control the media, it's a, it's a great way to uh, dominate the discourse and to know what's going on. So they share that in common with Goebbels and, 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 and Julius Stryker, understanding the importance of media, which uh, white people have apparently abandoned that concept, even the Bible's old-time media. <laughs> white people are the only ones who don't have their own media, except for our efforts here, which are ne limited necessarily by money and by manpower. We put out our own paper, which you and we've done a very good one, white patriot leader and i believe rounders still has copies of that and we do our own radio here and we do our own uh, news and commentary at vnnforum.com you can join and participate and discuss what we're talking about here in fact many of these are off threads that were started on the forum by craig and uh and agents me sometimes and, and and many many other people too and uh, you get a real good solid picture of the world it's entirely free too you don't have to pay the Jew to tell you lies, you can get the truth from us for free. Such a bargain. A lot of it's, of course, jujitsuing the mainstream press, which is the Jew-controlled press, and taking their stuff and putting it in the right, turning it right side up, essentially, and, and putting the facts together and, and, and placing them in the context so you can understand what is happening and what the story actually means to you and white people, just your interest group. Alex, just from a common sense point of view, Everyone must realize that anyone who had the ability to control the media, for example, to take MTV off and put something. If you put white power music on MTV for uh, 
five months, six months running? You, you think that this wouldn't be a trend? Come on, wake up, people. Of course it would. It's yeah. pure re repetition Whatever. is what sells the records. It's not. It has a little to do with quality, but not that much. The quality within the form, but any form will be popular if you put it out there. If you can popularize, you know, thug, gangsta, gangsta rap and hip hop, you can popularize anything. So they the popularize, popularize the, racial the subculture, conflict. everything. Yeah. MTV takes Marketing. pains to say that it's following kids, but in fact, it's leading them. It's telling them what to do in conjunction with the mass advertisers. It's telling them how to act. It's all part of one giant system that's trying to enforce. It's trying to create a certain type of human being. And if you, Pimp your you have to unplug so you don't become part of that. A brainwashed idiot who's there just as a consumption unit for them. A jackass. Yeah, a jackass fit to live in an idiocracy. I, I'm a nigga white jackass. That's about it, isn't it? Well, the jackass was a... Uh, show on MTV and Idiocracy is a film by Mike Judge. People have very, very low IQs and, and they can, basically they can't read, they can't think, they just consume. And Mike Judge is of Beavis and Butthead fame, which was also a MTV mm. favorite. Yeah, but it was funny. And, and he also did Office Space, which was also funny. He, and he calls himself a conservative, I think I've said that before, a social conservative. But, he, I mean, he's not one of us, but he does point up some of the things that we laugh at. He would laugh at also and make fun of. And, and there, <laughs> it, it's like a street built with an opening into the driveway, but the driveway's not finished. Well, you can very easily get turn off from Idiocracy Drive into White Nationalist Driveway because, you know, the, the idea of the reproduction of the morons, uh, <laughs> you know, versus the intelligent fits very naturally into a, a mixed-racial scenario. Because these Africans have an IQ that is... 60 to 70, which is they're basically they're retarded. That's why the continent never developed. Don't believe the hype that they tell you in your school that, you know, it's because Western colonial powers raped them. No, no. The Westerners, i.e. the whites, built all their damn infrastructure. They're out there building mud huts was the, was the, the height of their architectural prowess. Yeah, but isn't it Remember, Alex, that as soon as the IQ argument comes up, then they just try to discredit IQ as a, a reasonable measure of intelligence. Well, if, if you don't accept that IQ is real, then you're, you're really too stupid to be listening to this show. You know, you, Remember that you, movie? You, you can be told about. anything and you'll believe it because you're an idiot. Isn't that simple? So fuck off and don't listen. We don't need morons listening to this show. You guys remember the movie The Italian? I, I'm going to mangle the pronunciation, Alex. Africa Adio. 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 Adios in Spanish, right? Adios. No, it's adios. Okay, Goodbye okay. to God. I imagine it's the same thing in I Italian. I don't know Italian. So so it's yeah, anyway, audio. In Kenya, there's this highland well area outside, uh, outside the city, and uh, the whites went up there and developed it beautifully, and they had great uh, gardens and uh, large English-style houses. Yeah, anyway, like after they left. Yeah, California. Yeah, exactly, like California, which is also a ruin. And then they went in, uh, the niggers went in and auctioned all this stuff, uh, and it shows them pawing through everything, and then that shows them living in the... Uh, the rooms of this huge mansion. First of all, they they knock down all the trees, all these all you know, large trees with huge caterpillars. From Tanganyika to Zanzibar, from Angola to the Congo, the blood flowed. From the white settlers to the black natives. Cut 
lights were spilled. With blood, she gained her independence. With guts, she holds on to it. Now, from the men who brought you Mondo Kane, comes Africa, blood and guts. At the risk of their own lives, these men turned their cameras on this tragic continent, Africa. niggers move in the mansion and they're living there and, and they shit in the bathtub and uh, you know living 1822 to the room it's just comical it's not the word you mean people don't shit in bathtubs yeah the <laughs> fuck? so handy huh just turn the water on and flush it down yeah three four to time. never told me <laughs> so uh, just one scene after the other about that and it's remarkable although it's what there's 65 40 years ago it's, it's just the same as MTV yeah, well, speaking of an MTV spinoff, we have uh, Anna Nicole Smith back in the news, and probably for the last time, as she has followed her son into the grave. Uh, Anna Nicole Smith uh, was the uh, Playboy bunny that uh, hit it big by marrying a Texas oil tycoon, uh, who then croaked, and she inherited his... Uh, billions. Well, anyway, well, her her son died, uh, presumably of an overdose, and now she, she has died under some. She was still in a giant wrangle over getting any of that money, let alone all of it. She she might have. I think they kept downgrading her. I'm not sure if she was going to end up with any of it. But now, is that her Jew boyfriend, Aegis? This Howard Stern, named after the, the the Jew radio host, is that her boyfriend? Because if that's the father of her kid, we can forget about her kid being a supermodel. And no, her her son was to a to a daughter. Uh, now the daughter, I don't know. It's uh, up for grabs. They they are doing maternity tests because uh, apparently Anna Nicole Smith was sleeping around with quite a few different people. She was not as a a, a moral paragon. Well, she's a good example of the 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 dangerous effects of low IQ because she was really was literally as dumb as a nigger. I mean, and and she was thrust into a position that's simply beyond her IQs 
ability to cope with, kind of like well, Mike Tyson. She, well, she did latch on to a billionaire. You can't be that stupid. That that was more of her tits than her brains that got her that 90-year-old <laughs> man, I, I, I've got to believe. Yeah, but you have to give her some credit for that. There are a lot of uh, crackos out there that look uh, similar. Hey, just, you're not listening to what I'm saying. She didn't get any of that damn money. It's still tied up in court like years later. And well, I don't, she I'm not dead, sure she was so. going to get any of it. And her she, that's why she's on all those pills, because she's, she's a fucking moron. She's someone who has a level of intelligence of being like a burrito waitress, you know, and that's what she was. But she happened to have giant tits, and for a while she was able to keep her weight under, you know, 250 and appear attractive, but when when she passed her, her early peak, I mean, she became a, gi a frightening giant. If you saw that one shot of her walking down the catwalk, and... I just feel sorry for her more than anything. I wouldn't even look at her as a race trader, just as a fucking dumb broad who chanced into some things. And in the quad, I'm not about chance. judging Craig. I don't believe in judging people. I'm like Jesus. Me and Jesus not, neither like are that. most quads. You share that in common. <laughs> and Jesus. That's Craig. a good thing, too. If they start judging, there, there might be some actual changes that would upset Jews. Yeah, Craig, because I think what would Jesus say about Anna Nicole Smith? I think he'd be very forgiving too Jewy, part of the hate tribe i don't know look uh, feeding her all those pills look this judge what about judge larry sidlin uh ages let's talk about him this is a big in, in the claw this is a major major uh media story and it's non-stop i i think that's probably the main reason we uh, we chose to talk about it on koi fire but this yeah, jewish well, Jane, judge Jane, give some yeah, background yeah, on the the jewish lawyer slash husband first because i don't think a lot, i don't think a lot of people understand that connection the the husband you say you mean her his well, his wife you're speaking of think of the inherited billions as a uh, the potentially inherited billions as a giant turd and think about yeah. the Jew lawyers as a bunch of flies flocking yeah. around well it. there's one lawyer there Milstein and I, and I guess there are lots of them there are lawyers representing the guys that she was banging and at one point there's 18 to 21 lawyers and this judge Seidlin is in there and it's a big show in the United States because he goes on and on and he used to be a cabbie in New York City. And at one point, they claim that his wife called in while he's in session in Florida. It's allowed to be filmed. So these films are all over world airwaves by now, as we can see. And his wife called in, and he said, oh, that's my wife calling in. She's watching on TV. She's going to tell me what to do next. And uh, he tells one, tells one blonde chick that she's beautiful. Uh, it's just, just, he waxes on when he was a kid growing up in the Bronx. It, it, you know, it's like, like watching a... You know, one of these Jewish comedians, what was Shelley? Uh, Judge Judy. Name from, yeah, anyone um, from the 60s. Yeah, any of them, any of them. Shelley Winters. Don Nichols, any of them. Yeah, all of them. Shelley Winters, any of them. Yeah, all, all the. Mort Saul, it's just like a combination of them all rolled into one. But this appeals to Americans now. This is the kind of thing. And, and it can appeal to us in a sort of, you know, deranged, uh, this is how bad things are. But if this is Jewish comedy these are these judges sit on benches all across the united states and they make decisions and they are uh, far overrepresented relative to their numbers but they come from a culture in which they slice and dice the talmud and the torah for, for generations and they're wordsmiths they're wordsmiths and they're myth makers and that's why they control that's why they made the the bible which was the number one uh, propaganda media piece for uh, millennia now and then when the inventions were made, they did the same thing uh, with... with uh, yeah, Jane, don't forget the mawkish play on emotion. Yeah. yeah. 
They, uh, I hope we can play a, a, a piece, I guess, out of Saturday Night Live, and it has one comedian, and he says, I'm going to read my reviews now. <laughs> this is from the New York Sun, okay? Or something right. like that. And then he's pounded on the desk, and he says, pardon me if I get a little choked up here. He said, <laughs> then he says, did you see me on TV? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Seth the Navy. You know, as many of you know, it's been a really emotional week for me. Do I see me on a TV there? Yeah. Did you see me on the TV, Amy? Yeah, yes, I did. You know, I thought, I thought that I, I came off looking pretty good. <laughs> but apparently not everybody agreed and, I, and what I'm going to do now is I'm going to read you some of the reviews in the newspaper <laughs> these are blurbs <laughs> now, now when I read this okay uh, let's keep our cool <laughs> you know I might cry uh Judge Seidlin is a bozo on a bench. <laughs> Who tries to hog the spotlight? <laughs> I gotta look tough, Mama. Wanna be like Muhammad Ali. You know, you know these critics are really mean. You know, they're all really, really, they don't realize, you know, you know, we all got a lot of broken suitcases. <laughs> got broken suitcases, Seth. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that means, so I'm going to keep going. <laughs> Many critics said you turned the courtroom into a circus. I mean, how do you respond to that? Oh, you know, let me... That makes me think of growing up in the Bronx, you know. When I was a kid, I used to go to the circus every day. <laughs> you know, one time, you know, I saw a clown on a tricycle get trampled by a crazy elephant. And, and you know what I said? You know what I said? What? What'd you say? I said, I want that clown to be buried with that elephant. <laughs> they should be buried together. <laughs> In the Bahamas, dude. <laughs> Judge Larry Seidlin, everybody. Thank you. It's good stuff. Uh, uh -huh. Yeah, well, let's this is get the this state straight. Uh, Smith, in her, you know, drug-induced stupor, ended, got married to a Jew. Another Howard Stern. But you see, it's this kind of thing appeals Stern. to people, too. Both Howard Stern. Oh, we know Howard Stern, yeah. You know, some guy's a card, and he's on TV there, and and everybody's supposed to lap it up. Ah, well, this ha, ha. Is, yeah, it's a measure of their power in that you get all these synergies kick in when you control the media, 
control the law school. Who do you fucking think they go to for an expert? It's always some damn kike. Doesn't matter what channel you're on. It's always some kike telling you what's what. We don't need to hear from Jews what's what. Their way is the wrong way. It's just disgusting. It's just like the O.J. Simpson trial. It's up to a lesser, a minor note. It's a much smaller level to a lesser degree. But it's the same basic thing. you got 55 Jewish lawyers and 5 non-Jewish lawyers and Money's changing hands and chance to it, appear before it, the cameras and build your image up and come. If know. you're a white and you're charged with anything, do you want to go before a Jewish judge and, and, a, and a nigger uh, jury? Jury. Or any one of them? Even if you're not a white nationalist, why should we have to endure that? That's not a jury of our peers or equals, and it's not a judge that is sympathetic to our culture even. Yeah, remember, Manhill got denied his law degree because they were claiming he, he broke their moral law and because he couldn't fairly represent African Americans. Well, Jews say a prayer every morning, thank God for not making me a Gentile. Yet somehow they're qualified to be lawyers. Isn't that interesting? It seems like yet another double standard favoring the Jew and punishing normal white people. Kind of a theme in America. <laughs> yeah, well, can you it's <laughs> my own home <laughs> yeah, homemade they jungle said, noises. They, they said they see Sidelin sometimes walking down the street with the guy with his bird on his shoulder. Maybe that's what you're referring to there, Alex. You got it. Yeah, I can <laughs> I'm damn that. sure. Says that. He says sometimes you see him walking down the street with a guy with a bird on his shoulder. It's one of the street pals, maybe. Is it a minor bird or is it a is it an oh, African it, gray parrot? It's probably kind of like in that... Uh, Maybe well, what's the word in Coleridge? The uh, the bird that comes down, the uh, the albatross. Yeah, kind of like the the white man's albatross. That'd be the parrot, the uh, Jew parrot that's telling you how to yak, how to think. <laughs> what, what, shoo, the same old song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, this this Anna Nicole thing. Uh, well, it's been rumored that her son was the first murdered, and then she was murdered. Now, in the meantime, she was married to this Jew who was uh, representing her. I, I doubt her. that. I don't believe uh, they were murdered. The, see, the fundamental problem here is you've got to establish where the money is, and I'm telling you, she does not have any money. She, the, well, the courts kept reducing the amount that she was going to win. Yeah, but it's been years, Alex, it's been years in process. Alex, you think these you guys, that girls' judge? boyfriends, when the girl's a dope fiend, they don't say, here, here, baby, have some more, let's go to the doctor. Oh, no, it's possible, but I, I believe that due to her low IQ, she's fully capable of getting fucked up on her own. I'm, I know she was trying to lose weight. She looked like a monster. I mean, she had... You'd run the other way if you saw something that large coming at you. Well, I don't believe yeah, Howard Stern's there because he's a. Uh, uh, oh, he's <laughs> no, uh, unquestionably he's not there out of uh, out of uh, love and per yeah, great personal interest. But you know. no, he's a Jew. But oh. yeah, now, Alex, you don't think the courts in their state today, as they are, would not grant her any money? Oh, uh, what I I don't know. Yeah, you would think they would. But A, she was married to the guy for a very short time. B, his family contested it. C, they ruled in her favor at least once, but they reduced it, I believe, at least two times. And last I know, she was in line for zero from him. Well, Howard Stern could write a book about it. He could do media about it. He could do many, many things. It just helps his personal legal career as well. Sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe the Jew thinks he's going to be able to somehow get it from the estate if the estate is, I assume it's probably in the, some further process of appeal, but I don't know. Well, worst case, the story would be worth four or five million dollars easily. 
It's not that interesting of a story to me, really, but It doesn't evidently. matter. You, you don't think the same way most of these. You think all these women who watch Oprah and who hate white men, uh, they wouldn't lap this up. They love this. They're the ones driving well, this, in my opinion. I guess they... It, yeah. I know it's a, maybe it's dying down a little now, but yeah, it has been out there for quite a while. It's kind of replaced the, what was it, Devlin here in Missouri. That was national for a good long time. They had the boring-ass press conference. and that was a really boring story, wasn't it, all in all? And, and, folks, again, the point here is they are ignoring the Chan and Christian double murder, in which they're cutting off the guy's penis, cutting off the white girl's breast, gang-raping, sodomizing, and murdering them. Not a word of this. Not a That's fucking word of this on any of these national channels. This is what they do to you and then cover it up, and at the same time they're producing black snake moan. You know, stupid niggers chaining up white girls and teaching them not to be horny. I mean, they're just rubbing it in our face at this point. And and they're going to keep doing it, I'm telling you, until there is physical reprisal, physical consequences for what they're doing. There's a Jewish professor in the U.K. who's just released a paper or a study, and he said Jews started pornography with the idea of uh, uh, getting Gentiles uh, ruining their morals. No, Craig, it's secular humanists. Well, it's very anti-Semitic of you to say that, Craig. Yeah. Very anti-Semitic. Thank we here at Goyfire are tolerant, loving people. We're not really interested in the facts. We're for a comfortable miss, Craig. The Jews are honorable, noble people that have been around for thousands of years, and everybody has hated them for absolutely no reason. The whole okay? world is so sick. It's a sick world, isn't it? Well, what did that dude say? Now, get, let's dig into that. I want to hear the depth of your hate, Craig. I think we need to get it out. Well, you know, I don't we know. We need to lance the boil of your hate, Craig. Prepared for going fire. We but shall the point is, Yeah, the point is it's the same. Craig, you've got a guinea worm of hate festering inside you, Craig, and I think we need to wind it out onto a stick. <laughs> out, ye demons of hate! <laughs> the symbiosis between uh, the Jew and his uh, stormtrooper nigger. That, that's know. an interesting story. Now, what did the, what did this guy say about Jews and porn? Jews uh, and this, porn? Is there yeah, a connection? Released. Exactly. What is it? What's the connection between Jews and porn? He said he claimed that Jews understood that that a laissez-faire sexuality and and the representation of. Uh, Things that are uh, spurious is not the word, kind of like yellow journalism or uh, that that encourage salacious. Uh, salacious, yes, yes, yes. That that was created and promoted with the purpose of uh, undermining whites' traditional viewpoints of uh, nobility and uh, constant. Under under just say undermining white morals. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Why did Jews want to undermine? So Jews say if we undermine white morals. There will be less anti-Semitism. It's where I read I that we'll, Kevin McDonald. We'll be on the run, and, and we'll become like a lot of white diggers, which is what MDV is doing to the kids. So we'll be we'll be doped up, drunken, syphilitic, whoremongering, tattoo getting, yeah. check cashing, useless bastards, yeah. and that will be good for them. Yeah. Why do we tolerate Jews schools, in our society the when they think like school, that? Engineers. I think, you know, it seems like to me that they're enemies and need to be stamped with some kind of a letter. Maybe we ought to tattoo a star of David, a sicko star, on each of their foreheads so that we know what we're dealing with. I mean, they want to do that to us, to our kids? Is that that what the... Did the Nazis want to do that to us? They understood, too. No, they wanted to do the same thing to the Germans' kids. And the Nazis didn't want them to do it and actually fought... Is that why they hate the Nazis? I wish we Could had the Weimar be? Republic. It, it'll be a lot more right-wing than what we have now in the United States. Uh, the Weimar Republic was a, was a, was a paragon of uh, 
morality compared to the United States of America in 2007. It's a paragon of order and morality. I mean, just look at it. Just look at the difference. And even back then, they were they were whittling away, though. They were trying to, yeah. They had the you know faggot Magnus Hirschfeld set up some institute for, you know, sex Wissenschaft, sex science, and they're study. They the Jews always purport to be studying things, but it's usually propaganda. That's the the yeah. Like cabaret, cabaret. They're putting with. cabaret on over here. I saw a newspaper where I guess it was the restaurant a year ago. I was looking at an old color newspaper tabloid. Mm -hmm. Tabloids are popular here. Cabaret is a big show, and cabaret is about the Weimar Republic and the decadence of these little speakeasies where the girls will be in there. When I say decadence, I mean uh, money makes the world go round, the world go round, the world go round. Money makes the world go round. That clinking, clanking sound. Where people yeah. have little hope, kind of like where a lot of Americans are right now. They're, they're, they're forlorn, dismayed, wondering why things are the way they are, why they can't change it. They've given up hope. So for a little surcease from uh, 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 surcease of uh, angst, yeah, they go to the cabaret. It's all a matter of simple connections. It's simple connections. Once oh, yeah. you open your mind to the idea that the media are lying to you and that they are part of the government, the government is controlled by your enemy who hates you and wants to use you, against your own best interest, all of a sudden the connections are easy to find. It's all related. The promotion of the nigger, the promotion of promiscuous sex, the insane foreign wars that cost a trillion dollars, all out of your pocket. All Girls don't get married and heart. have kids. Have a good time for the first 15 years of your active sexuality. Make it 20, 25 years. Hell, don't even have kids. How many young girls, I was asking somebody today, was it? I, I was talking to Byron. And I said, how many young girls, Byron, have ever told you, you know, I don't want to have any kids? This is so common with 19, 20, 23-year-olds. They're dead serious. I feel like telling them, hey, honey, take a look at these, uh, these uh, uh, shrews who are 48 years old. Huh? Yeah. I've heard that many times. Sure. Some of them follow through, too. You talk to yeah, college well, kids that, and yeah, they'll often say that. Yeah, well, this leads in nicely to our next topic, the 40 of 400 billionaires or yeah on 40 percent 40 are jews of all things well that's because they're being discriminated against i mean if they were treated fairly they'd be 82 percent okay <laughs> there you go finally well, when you look at it, down it for it. yeah <laughs> now we're talking Listen, about billions anti-semitism is clearly a terrible yeah. problem in america yeah we're talking about billions this is crucial i just look most of us, I grew up upper middle class, I think Alex did, some people, and you know, I, yes. I, I've never been upper middle class except when I was a child and, you know, lived in my parents' home, essentially. Yeah. But mm -hmm. you, you, it does allow you a certain comfort level. You know, if you ever think about it, people can be very gracious. You ever notice how sometimes wealthy people, not always, certainly not most Jews, uh, they're, they're very gracious. Mm -hmm. You know, they can be very kind when they want something. Kind of like sidling on the bench, so to speak. But anyway... If you grew up with that, I mean, just have, uh, growing up in a family where, the, you know, there's a million dollars in assets in the United States, that allows you, you have a lot of, uh, you know, benefits. And so one can only imagine what it's like to be a billionaire. It's beyond the ken of imagination. In these first few posts I show, they're yachts, some of them like 437 feet long. And then when you begin to look at the, the, these Jews and what they are... Uh, propagandizing. A lot of them kick money to Zionism, and you can see that. I mean, that's no surprise. And yet, when you just imagine, this is just what they do with money for, to get money off taxes, essentially. 
This is not what they're doing to day-to-day uh, uh, -day activities. The, the, the levels and the uh, sweepingness, if you will, of uh, control. Well, that, yeah, a billionaire is not upper middle class. They're, they are off no. the chart rich. Exactly. As, as uh, Fussell would put it. But, uh, yeah, it's remarkable. We cannot comprehend it. Comprehend it. Yeah. And, yeah, this, and so this money is all used to further Jewish causes, which are anti-white right down the line. Now we're second class in our own countries. In poverty, whilst they build up their wealth. It's all, they're always putting money into either crappy art, that's one of their specialties, or they're putting it into diversity, or they're putting it into Hebe magazine, as Steven Spielberg is through one of his various foundations. Mm -hmm. Another of There's his one foundations guy. being a show of documentation. <laughs> documentation in quotes. Well, well... I hope people take the time to look at this 40% uh, billionaire's thread. I've been through 117 of them so far now, and, and the uh, ratio holds true. And I don't see how it's going to change once I wade through all 400, but I've been through the top 117 wealthiest. And, and every time, unless they're obviously well-known, well known like uh, Larry Ellison, who's quite well-known. You've done a hell of a lot of work on this. And you've and got, Spielberg. Craig always gets photos of these people so that you can recognize them. And, uh, one and, of them there, he has a shark. And uh, I believe it's probably a Jew artist in England. Uh, this guy's name was Devin something. I, I don't have it right before me, the thread. But he has a shark, a live shark, in a long display case of formaldehyde. So it's probably, what, 12, 15 feet long, the case. And all it is is formaldehyde, like they preserve organs in, or like an embalmer would use, you know, a funeral home. And so he's got this shark floating in there, a live one, and now it's deteriorating. So he's in negotiations with the author, well, he, uh, uh, with the artist, to replace the shark. He paid eight million dollars for this. And uh, another guy wrote me a PM, and this guy is—I've met this guy twice, and uh, he's uh, he's uh, <clears throat> Irish, and he sells financial instruments, and he's been uh, associated with a lot of millionaires worth a uh, hundred million in excess. And he happened to work for one of these guys, these billionaires, which uh, I won't tell you which one. Uh, to protect him just in case, but he said that this guy doesn't, did not hire anybody unless they had inside trading information. For instance, if they've been working at some uh, trading house and they just came back with the latest scoop, he'd say, oh, where you been working? Oh, let me see. I see you've been here at uh, Bear Stearns or what have you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, we're uh, a telecommunications company. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you're hiring some guy and said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll give you um, 220 a year to start. And the guy says, okay, great. I was only making, you know, 150 over there, whatever. And this is how it works. And in other cases, the Wikipedia, you know, W-I-K-I-P-E-D-I-A, the Wikipedia article online, which is an online encyclopedia, so to speak, and the Wikipedia articles will say, this guy is known to be so uh, parsimonious, is that the word, Alex? Yes. Over and over. And they'll say, this guy is, uh, you know, he treats his employees uh, incredibly shabbily. These are things on Wikipedia. And, uh, I, I which found is a left-wing left -wing and very anti-white source. Yeah, I found about a half a dozen of those, and I thought, you know, imagine what it would be like to have that level of money and still comport yourself in that fashion, and yet that's what helped them get there. So they promote each yes, other, they help is. each other, the same way they help their children get into law school and keep our kids out, white children, white prodigies. Yeah, they it love be these uh, basketball yeah. games. They love uh, buying basketball yeah. clubs. That's right. Yeah. That's another good point. He just... A lot of these Jew billionaires, what they, own, most, they must own a half a dozen basketball teams. And then I started thinking to myself, I thought, no, you're just being uh, you know, paranoid or something. Why would a Jewish billionaire want to have a nigger basketball team? Come on. You know, why not football? Well, they, have, oh, they got plenty of football teams, too. 
Yeah, but no. but but ba basketball is an enigmatism embodied even more than football. Yeah, so why would well, it, true team after team? Hmm? It's the, it's the same in most of those sports, even abroad. I mean, they had that Russian Jew buy into that uh, one of those main soccer teams in England, Chelsea, I think. But yeah, and no, again, they're two point four percent of the population. I just want to make that clear. So they, they yeah, that's what they say. Uh -huh. And who knows if they're all counted. I see you got a picture of uh, Rupert, uh, Rupert Murdoch's mother, Elizabeth Joy yeah. Green. I, I did count. You know, I, I think I've forgotten her name. I got a couple pictures. Here, I think I did count him. Finally, there's been a controversy about Murdoch, whether he is or is not. But yeah, yeah. someone was claiming they were claiming his mother was, so, and that's how Jews count uh, Jewishness matrilineally. But uh, yeah, you've I got think quite on, nice on, either on shoots. I don't think he is, and I think you say he's no. not. As far as we know, he's of German descent, and he's a mass media tycoon, but a Christian, and a, a very uh, sort of public or. Uh, emphatically Christian, conservative Christian. So he may be the rare uh, German-descended person. And another curious thing, in there. Uh, on Wikipedia I found several instances in which there were uh, numerous uh, mentions on the net, for instance, in interviews that the billionaire himself had given, and uh, he would say, yes, I'm Jewish and I grew up in the Bronx or wherever, what? and yet it would not be on Wikipedia. Well, why? You know, uh, they, yeah. he would say he's an Episcopalian, or he, uh, you know, he went to uh, Holy Mary of Mother, uh, you know, university. Oh, and you've Gee, got and you've that's so secondary to his success. <laughs> yeah. Why even mention yeah. it? Relevant. It's like not mentioning they're a nigger when they commit a carjacking, yeah. you know, and a serial rape. But you've got a picture of Sumner Redstone, and who's the dude? He's, is that Mel Karmazin? He's holding hands with, talking about you know, that. starting an openly homosexual television network. There's at least three cable channels that cater to homos, aren't there? Yeah, yeah, that's right. They're doing that. And on another one, uh, I like yeah. this one. Yeah, no white channel it, yet, though. It, it showed Brent Scowcroft, you know, the famous general, and they're on clearly what looks to me like a private wide-body jet. So there's the Jew and Brent Scowcroft sitting side by side, and in the back, between their two seats up above them and looking down on them, is this a uh, obese Muslim? And I looked up his website, and essentially, it looks to me like he's like General Dynamics. Yeah, uh, you know he's like got a little Muslim arms deal, and you know this is what his companies do—they manufacture, you know, who knows, you know, the the, the motors for Gatling guns, who knows. But the point yeah. is, so here they are, three different races flying around in the jumbo jet, all involved in the same thing, making. In fact, this guy's company was uh, uh, General Dynamics. That's uh, the, uh, this particular Jew's company, as I recall. Yeah, so there I they are in the wide-body jet. Isn't that something? See that one, huh? Sure. That really got me. I thought, yeah, you know, what, is, what does this picture tell us about where we're at right now? Let me make a little point. You've got a picture of a Donald Edward Newhouse. Now, the Newhouse is a big, big, powerful clan of, of really ugly little kikes, and they own a hell of a lot of media. They may well own the one city paper in your area, listener. And you should know, when you you got to learn how to decode this stuff. Newhouse is a Jew. The, the, the original guy was Cy Newhouse. I don't know if he died or just passed up onto his sons, but... He and his clan run a lot of media. And they'll say things like, we just bought New Orleans. When they get like the New Orleans Times Picayune. And that's how the Jews look at it. They look at the big blocks of power. They buy it. They buy the leaders. And little people like you listen to this, fuck. You're just I got Larry, stomp on Larry Lipschitz there, Alex. Ralph Lauren, I know you've talked about him before. And yeah. Yeah, all these, all these wasp designers are Jews. Uh, Lauren, uh, who's another one? Kenneth Cole. Real name Cohen. Uh, damn, you can go right down the list. Ralph Lipschitz is Ralph Lauren. Uh, it's just like Irvin Berlin writing, you know, 
white popular songs, but he's actually a Jew, or Gershwin, or any of the rest of them. Rogers and Hammerstein writing Oklahoma. What does a Jew know from Oklahoma? You know? Well, yeah, well, one of these guys, uh, Alex, one of these billionaires, he's, in his biography, he talked about he, uh, uh, Christmas. He went around selling, what was it, Christmas cards? It was hilarious. I, I pictured this billionaire. You know, he's not even shy about telling you this. It's like, yeah, so what? You know, it's yeah. Like, yeah, this is the way to success. They're not like us, folks. They're against us. Yeah, well, here, here's your uh, take on Stephen A. Schwartzman is primarily known for throwing a tacky, over-the-top birthday party for oh, himself. Yeah while treating his staff poorly and stingingly. Uh -huh. uh, oh, I thought you were going to talk about the one that, hi that hired the, the, all those stars for his daughter's bat mitzvah. Yeah, that would be remember, do you remember that? Yeah. There were a bunch of photos of that. I think we had them in the forum at one point. And this guy no. is a known supporter and friend of George J. Bush and uh, showed no restraint in celebrating opulently as the nation was at war. Several professionals who worked under Schwartzman taking his sleazy and unethical practices very much to heart have gone on to launch their own investment firms. This, this celebrating how the nation's at war, to me this is exactly what these people on Wall Street and all these uh, mega millionaires, and this is what the national press does. You know, they'll say, oh, this, this uh, Silicon Valley firm is here, they're booming and they're making money. And hey, uh, meanwhile, the, the no. vast... You know, the vast majority of white people, in my opinion, uh, at least working and, and slightly above working class, are in... Yeah, perhaps some of us are living beyond our means. But, you know, this guy says on the forum, vnnforum.com, Chain, keep in mind the tribe is now admitting that it's probably 5.4% of the U.S. population, which means they are more like 8%. Uh, that's kind of, is, I don't believe that. He said that they lie to the census. I can believe that. But I don't know to that extent, but I'd be interested to see some documentation. I'm not sure what the basis of his claim that they're they're admitting that they're probably 5.4 percent, but there sure are a hell of a lot of them. If you watch anything yeah, the on TV, part, yeah. they all work like two percent. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you run up two percent on any channel you care to flip to. The first two people you're going to see are going to be Jews on most of those channels. And if, as a lot of you people seem to think that, well, you know, they earned their success, and they, yeah, and it, you grudgingly admit that, sure, they stick together, well, hey, instead of just saying, yeah, they stick together, how about us doing it? But that's going to require, I think, in my opinion, maybe several hundred years. They come after us as a group, and we need to go after them as a group. And that means keeping our money out of their clutches as much as possible and fucking them over every way we possibly can and working with fellow white people. Yeah, what a lot of people don't realize is all of these spots that they have were taken at our expense. As and in the Weimar Republic, Weimar Republic, yes. That means all of these phases we're looking at, we're looking at people who more or less screwed over our own kind. And, and all the talking heads that go with them and the power to propagandize you. David Geffen, who is openly gay, once took a boyfriend, Todd Mulzett, to an Oval Office meeting where the president sought his counsel on spinning the media. So, you know, you, you think these, these people who wink and nod at you and they pretend to be Christian, man, they're all in this racket with Wait, the Jews. The Jews Alex, are read, read what he guys. said. Read what he said to his uh, Goyim boyfriend after he got him out of there. Read, read what he said. He said, I just took you Geffen there. left the session grinning and turned to Mulzett, according to the book, and said, I did that for you, implying that he had given the president advice largely to impress his partner. So it's just like that uh, Jew Dustin Hoffman movie, The Tail Wagging the Dog or whatever, what, De Niro and Hoffman, what was it called? Yeah, you've got these basically these little five-foot-tall queer Jews who are running entertainment media, so-called. 
and they're the ones who what are was that other movie white in which girls as, as rape fodder for niggers. So what was that other one in which he the, the Jew uh, one of those um, was it, who was it played a Pacino played the little Jew agent? Well, let's mention that yeah. one. That was a good one. Remember that one? Uh, people I uh, know. What was it called? Yeah, people. Oh no, I, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen where, that. Where he gets never, stabbed I've with a KGB needle at the end and dies. Yeah, poison. yeah. yeah. Mm. Was that a kind of an internal story about about how Jewish mafias or Jewish media mafia? No, were? He was a Hollywood agent. He was kind of like this guy, uh, Howard Stern, actually, although he wasn't a lawyer. Yeah. Real oh, smarmy little guy who ran around New York City. That brings up something. I want to encourage people to read this. If, uh, I've mentioned this a time or two, but it's a great book. You kids out there, listen to me. Read The Mailroom, Hollywood History from the Bottom Up. If you want to really, you know, we, we give you a lot of facts and figures and, and citations, but you, a lot of times you've got to get a feel for something, get a feel for it. And if you can't pick up the feel from TV about what Jews are really like, Read this book, The Mailroom, Hollywood History from the Bottom Up by David Renzen, who is a Jew. And it's all about people interning at these uh, talent, William Morris and other talent agencies. David which is Geffen about 80% Jewish yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and how they network and how they steam open envelopes and read the, the information inside and use that to get a leg up. That's the kind of people Jews are. And it will really exp you will really come to understand the Jewish mentality from this book better than you will from purely factual Collections and of David Geffen, the richest guy in Hollywood, it's said in here. Yeah, he was a real hard charger. He, he was yeah. bent on succeeding. Yeah. And they, they are. There is a lot of hard work in what they do. It, it's just directed to really malicious, dangerous, invidious, and pernicious ends. Anti-white to the core. we got to be better than they are and go after them as a group. We've got numbers on them, and we have creativity and brains on them. What they have is networking and an ability to shut out anyone who's not part of their coterie. And that's where the Internet comes in. We don't need them. Mel Gibson can make an end run around them. You can go, fuck you, I'm going to find my own distribution channels. Even if you to produce Leonard Part 7, you're not going to produce The Passion, even knowing it will make money. It's not about money. It's about Jews keeping control over you and your family and your community and claiming to speak in its name and direct Alex its resources, human and, and, and financial, to its own ends. Fuck them. Uh, what is good for whites? That's what matters. I, I wanted to mention, when I went on that uh, drive and I, I distributed those 10,000 TAs, there was this one place in Baltimore. Baltimore has great numbers of Jewish places up in the hills, and they're running horse farms and everything. And they just have, it looks like Kentucky up there. But this one, uh, several subdivisions I went. And when I say subdivision, uh, have you ever seen these uh, urban uh Buildings that you know where niggers live, like in Chicago, Cabrini Green, they essentially look like that. Only they're like uh, maybe one third, one quarter as high. Yeah, that's public. And they're, they're that long. Yeah, these are what mm -hmm. these houses are like. And, and there were a few of them that were open. You could drive through them. In fact, one lady at the gas station, she said, "Oh, those." I said, "Where do all the uh, the, the rich Jewish people live?" And then when when I was researching this article about billionaires, I thought, you know, these people in this these houses, these are like pikers compared to these billionaires. And uh -huh. these were some of the largest houses. And I saw those in Cincinnati and uh, the same thing. They're just massive. I mean, these houses, they're literally that long. And they sit, sit back on the lot like 150 yards on a hill in, in Cincinnati and Cleveland. It's frightening. I mean, you think, oh, yeah. my God, this kind of power. And, oh, and, they have huge. And, and it, uh, keep in yeah, mind. And not one of them was a billionaire, I bet. The, yeah. These are the Jews who are claiming that, oh, we're so persecuted. And so we're persecuted doing and put upon. Everybody's so mean to us. Meanwhile, they own the middle of every major city in the world, practically. 
and and you got the endless bitching. I see you got that Lee Krasner and Jackson Pollock. Jackson, you broken through. You know that when, when he's dribbling the paint onto the canvas. In, oh yes, in the movie, and, and this is this is what I said. These rich Jews have a a fetish for investing in crap art, like the shark suspended in formaldehyde. I mean, what the fuck? That's not <laughs> art. It's a shark yeah. in formaldehyde. Yeah, well, you know, this, this is not. It's a that. bunch of drizzled painting, drizzled on a, a canvas well, on the floor. There's a deep. I figured that out. That's the that's the element of being cool. a Jew billionaire shark that appeals to him. You see, yeah, and well, one guy said, when you shake this guy's hand, he said that's the one memory one one Goyim had of him. He said he felt like you were grabbing a fish when you shook his hand. You know, it was like uh, the way he would react. Yeah, yeah it's sort of like the celebration and promotion of spiritual ugliness, and. Yeah. Uh, Ugliness Depravity. for ugliness' sake, yes. Depravity, yeah. Four percent of the United States population holds a slot on the billionaire list in the United States of forty percent. Stop and think what that's doing to your family. Yeah, and, and any other disparity like that, they would scream that it was racism as a result of some evil. But when Jews achieve disproportionate results, well, it's because of their high IQs and hard work. Everybody else earns things illegitimately. Jews earn things legitimately. It's yet another double standard favoring the rejected people who call themselves the chosen people. Isn't that remarkable? Don't feel sorry for the Jews, folks. Feel sorry for you, the victim of the Jews. And join us in fighting them. You know, we have here a case of Kraft cutting 8,000 jobs. The head of Kraft Foods and Company said Tuesday that as many as 8,000 jobs could be cut as part of a plan to help the world's second largest food and beverage maker revive its slumping sales. Kraft says it may eliminate up to 9% of its workforce and exit up to 20 production facilities, according to a document outlining the plan. Since 2004, Kraft has eliminated 5,500 jobs. It so happens that the head of this company is also a Jewess impersonating a Gentile by the name of Irene Rosenfeld. She's not doing a very good impersonation job from the... No, yeah, I know. God damn, I would have to say. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, yeah. I'd spend five grand for that rhinoplasty if I were she. Yeah, she hasn't put any of her executive salary into a <laughs> nose reduction. And then we have in here the uh, tightrope.cc. Uh, that's Byron Calvert. He used to be, I think, the half owner of Panzerfaust. And we got the Jew here saying, and he's hunkered over the telephone. And he goes, Yeah, that's what I said. We're going to merge these, these three companies. What do we need with all these extra people? They're dead weight. Dump them. All 30,000 30, of them. You heard me, schmuck. Oh, the cartoon. That's a when the, Crumb cartoon, right? Yeah. Our Crumb, who used to do the Janis Joplin album covers, When the Goddamn Jews Take Over the America. And then he has another one, When the, when the Niggers Take Over America. And yeah, all the yeah, War of 1812. Uh, I like his little thought bubble. Beautiful shiksa. And he's throwing a crumpled dollar bill to a once proud working man. 
This this was the cartoon, the hosting of which got Simon Shepard in trouble over in England because you know they never shall be slaves. They'll just allow people to tell them what they can put on their computer screens and read. So that's how this, far gone it is. This week too, the uh, uh, ICE Immigration and Customs Enforcement uh, busted. I believe it's the largest janitorial company in the United States, uh, run by a guy named Rosenbaum and his partner Con Conley. But Rosenbaum had brought in uh, 200 janitors, illegals, but uh, interestingly they don't tell you what country they're from. Maybe Poland. Huh? But, uh, this yeah, is that going stuff's on all, all superficial. Mm -hmm. They could bust pretty much any co any company. It makes it look like they're doing stuff. ICE is the new name for what used to be the INS, I guess. Yeah. Reorganized well, under I, Homeland I think Security. with the, uh, with yeah, the minute and, and the outrage, as you expressed last week, Alex, uh, the, the outrage after last April's demonstrations of Mexicans in the street that ICE is doing something nominally to just as a pressure valve to take uh, yeah you know, take the heat off exactly make it look like they're doing something yeah so we can get on to Iran and World War three indeed put all those complaints on ice and Craig you've done a hell of a lot of work in these threads I want to say I mean the, the these last few you've been talking about he's gone out on the internet and dug up the photos of these people so you can put the photo together with the news story and you really begin to see like Jesus Christ this ugly vicious race of people is lording it over us and making our American lives worse in every single possible way. Alex, I went to school in the Midwest and I, I'm in those days they made us do research and I really enjoy it and, and it, 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 it gets me on a, on a few levels and one is this is so simple to find. Why in the world is this not all over the place? You're doing the opposite of what uh, reporters for the Jews stream papers do, which is you're yeah, exactly. creating the contest and explaining what's going on and showing yeah. people, whereas you've got to fight the supposedly real reporters for the story. They won't tell you anything. Well, we're giving yeah, you the real the, stuff here in VNN4. The home of Mark Botok of SPLC. <laughs> what's yeah. your take on this? Yeah. Is he, is he the flabby one? Or is he the, oh, he's the vicious skinny homo, right? He's not the yeah, obese pie hate-hater. With the, with the rabbi beard. Actually, he looks a lot Never. like one of those uh, Tony Randall nowadays, who's also a Jew. Uh, I know a lot of them. Are, yeah. Yeah. There's some sickos. If, if you cut all the Jews, faggots, and, and pederasts out of the SPLC and, and those anti-hate groups, there wouldn't be anything left. You'd have a negative number. <laughs> Don't forget your government, the Federal Reserve Chairman. We talk about if they it. hate hate, then they're either a Jew, a fag, or a pederast, or a fag and a pederast, or a Jew, fag, and a pederast. Any combination will work. It's like Mexican food. <laughs> or, or a white woman, the honorary yeah, like minority. Boys, assholes, and, and yarmulkes. Some combination of those. Yeah, but yeah, they're the bad guys. We are the good guys. I think you could have already told that without me telling you, but... We have here in a more exotic story, spectacular, it's been called. This from NewNationNews.org. At least they broke their first man accused, and they, they always use man, but of course... Yeah, yeah man. Accused. Never it's a minority, they call it a man. Yeah, man accused <laughs> of trying to cut off dog's leg with pruning shears. <laughs> A man, again, you gotta think think past that, is now under investigation for animal cruelty after he it says allegedly there. Excuse me. Allegedly, they, they always use allegedly. allegedly in minorities too. They like that. That word is officially yeah. overused. Tried to cut off a dog's leg with pruning shears. Oh. 
Witnesses said the animal was tortured for several hours on the front porch of man's home on the west side. <laughs> Neighbor Ronald Rodriguez told News 4 he was standing in the street watching Fernando Ramiro torture the dog on his front porch. Quote, I mean, that dog was just yelling and screaming. It's crazy, said Rodriguez. <laughs> He added, those shears were too long that, you know, the <laughs> dog was not that bad off. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. His girlfriend man, comes man. over and says, no, 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 he's done this before. He's done this before, and he knows what he's doing. You know what he's doing? <laughs> These fucking Mexicans, I mean, it... It really would How be gonna, just an open-air comedy if, if, if there weren't yeah. so many destructive aspects to it. Going to cauterize it with their cigarette? It's really something. Yeah. Yes, this is what uh, the Californians have to put up with these days. Every day. Is that where this was? Cultural diversity. Celebrate. Diversity. She, after the pruning shears failed to work, Rodriguez said Ramiro then held the dog down, held down the dog by pushing his foot down on the dog's head and tried to use a dull pocket knife to cut off the dog's leg. God, what a retard. That's so dumb that only a Mexican would even attempt it. I'm not even sure a nigger would attempt to do that. He'd be too busy curing AIDS or something. Come out and cut the dog's fucking leg off. Well, she and her boyfriend cl claim they tried to get the dog medical attention later that night, but he died on the way. That shows how good they are, how huh? they tried to help the poor dog. That's why they injected that paragraph, so white people could know how so the dog's really hit by a car, and these knobs are sitting there trying to chop its leg up with shears and then with a dull, a dull knife. Finally decided to spend the money at the vet, but it was too late. It yeah, was too that, late. That, Nothing we could do. That frantic <laughs> rush to the hospital. <laughs> Ten hours later. <laughs> reminiscent of Ted Kennedy's uh, attempt to contact the police like nine hours after the car flipped off the bridge. God damn, what a bastard. And he knew there was a girl in there with, you know, trapped in a pocket of air. I mean, what a bastard. Yeah, they're just like us. Reputation. We must remember, they're just like us. They're enriching us, these people. They're buying pocket knives and pruning shears and using gas in their trips to the hospital or to the vets. You know, they're growing our economy. Enriching us with their cultural diversity, if that's what you want to call stupidity. I don't know. <laughs> to me, it seems like a clear case of less is more. Well, speaking of real culture, we have uh, an Anglo-Saxon lord that has been recovered uh, as the hunt for buried treasure continues. Uh, this, I guess, is coming from, let's see, the priceless cop. Tig bowl, which was made more than 1,300 years ago in the Mediterranean, has led historical experts to conclude they had discovered the grave of an extremely wealthy Anglo-Saxon, probably a prince or a powerful warlord from the ancient kingdom of Mercia. Excavation by archaeologists from Petersburg Museum has now confirmed that the two-foot-wide brass bowl was part of a lavish pagan funeral in which a rich lord was buried with most of his valuable possessions. 
they believed in this area that at that time the pagans were the majority, but Christianity was gaining speed. Now, he had a Coptic bull. bull. I always thought the Coptic was specifically a, a Christian religion. This was 1,300 years ago, but they do say he was a pagan. And apparently they called it the Rolls-Royce of uh, symbols that this huge vessel, two feet across, in, in those times made of brass, would have been really impressive to everyone. Now, <clears throat> it was found in a backyard, I believe, of a 26-year-old woman who was she claimed she liked archaeology, and I think she was digging in her garden or something. And they said that the bones, originally they thought he might have been murdered, but that they finally concluded that someone with a furrow or a, uh, of a plow had dis disturbed his bones centuries and centuries ago. And, uh, you know, there are two Google stories on this, you guys, two Google stories. And meanwhile, uh -huh. if it's anything about Jewish, oh, my gosh, it's all over there. You know, 16 ways from Sunday, any little story about Jews. But two Google stories about our history and this kind of uh, discovery. And they find this stuff all the time. There's stories pretty much every time we do a GoFire. You can dig a, a couple of them. They're, they don't. They're not widely circulated, but they find new artifacts and new bone fragments all the time. Yeah, they say here throughout the Bronze Age, Petersburg was home to some of the nation's most powerful warlords, including the 11th century warrior Hayward the Wake, who fought William the Conqueror. This is in England. William the Conqueror came over from France. And uh, on our forum, uh, one of our posters, Arian Lord, has a thread right now, and it's entitled something like, If you're Anglo-Saxon, you're German. And you're German, and this German pagan, you see. Yeah, that, that's a, that, was a, uh, that was a line that someone, you, who used that? Finley Peter Dunn, Peter, Finley Peter Dunn. Anglo-Saxon is, or a wasp is, is just a, uh, a wasp is just a German who forgot where his grandparents came from. But I think very few American whites that consider that or even believe it. Some of them won't believe it, as they hear you right now, I'm sure. Well, no, the Anglo-Saxons are two Germanic tribes that came in, into England. Right. But I'm talking about whites who are Anglo-Saxon won't believe it. Oh, yeah, they get caught up on geography. That's, that's, that's different. They also people. get caught yeah. up in the anti-German. I'm English. I'm not German. I'm not, I'm not we're, English. We're Americans. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're Americans. Yeah. yeah, well, the Germanic tribes spread across most of Central and Western Europe, and the Celtics receded to Ireland. The Celtics used to range all the way hell. Well, r plenty of them were over in China, but they ranged across Europe at one point. They, they fought in North Africa. I've made that point before, and I have a book from Oxford. It was published about five years ago, Oxford University. Lots yeah, of these people were all over the place, place, all over the place, Eastern Europe to Central to Western Europe to North Africa. Then they were cruising over to Iran and India and over into China the Tokar Basin where they found the mummies. I, I see girls over, over here. Over America where they find Kennewick Man and yeah. Salutrian Points down the eastern seaboard. And, and white people have been there, done that, you know, probably 20,000 years ago before these monkeys showed up from Asia or from other parts. And, uh, but so the don't believe any lies about your people destroying limited. Indians. Oh, yeah, it's limited. It's just denied. There are, it's, reality is reversed in almost every particular where, where the truth can't be easily found. You've got to maintain the fiction that whites are evil destroyers, when in fact whites are the creators and the spreaders of culture. You know, the word is really deracinated. It means uprooted from your culture, and that's exactly where we're at in the United States. Uh, I see it in the faces of girls over here who are German. They look like my sister when she was young, and, and some of the more beautiful ones look like a more beautiful version of my sister, the most beautiful ones. I mean, it's just amazing. Uh -huh. I just recognize them as family members. I go, yeah, what do these people have in common with me? Well, duh, they looked like me when I was young. Yeah. And, uh, and the, 
you got a higher common denominator. You hear lower common denominator? Well, mm -hmm. think how low the common denominator is with, with niggers and Mexicans. It's almost no, non-existent. Think how high the common denominator is with whites. That's the basis of our political claim. We want to live where, where a lot of more things are understood, and we just get along better. It's more pleasant that way. That's the white nationalist case. It doesn't even matter what name you apply to it. That's, that's the essence of our cause. We don't want to live where every you go out, you know, they listen to music. You don't want to hear their music. You, you, that's you don't another want to have anything they to do with them. That's why they want to come into our areas, because things are nice. You know, it's cruising. Nice shopping centers, nice inventions, nice houses, nice cars, nice-looking women. And that's why they want to follow us all around. These men yeah, they get the, the benefits of our culture, and, and there aren't any drawbacks from their perspective. Yeah, other air than conditioning might sometimes, and modern yeah. medicine. Free. Yeah. In your California hospital, Mexican. And what do we get from them? We don't get anything from them, just a tax burden. Oh, yeah, and uh, food aplenty. That's uh, something that uh, is pretty scarce. Yeah. Not to be overlooked. Food and jobs is what drew them all to the whites in South Africa, Rhodesia, you know, Kenya. Uh, imagine how much these Mexicans in California and Texas and Arkansas, or where, ha where have you nowadays, in Nebraska, imagine how much they sit around and drink beer and chortle and laugh and yuck it up about how. Oh, they won't even hire whites at our plant. Ha ah, ha! You know, fuck, fuck those gringos. They, I, yeah, I bet they, really they think whites are stupid for allowing them in, and they're right. Yeah, Confl completely contemptuous. Yeah, well, once that low-hanging fruit is picked, it's picked. You know, uh, to 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 harvest, to plant, to harvest, to store, uh, to distribute. These are are tasks that most of the globe has not um, mastered. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Africa is productive as it is. A lot of their crop just rots where it is because they don't have the, the infrastructure to transport it or the wherewithal to transport. They sell what they can, and then it rots, like eighty percent of it. And, yeah, and that's those true. are the and those are the crop farmers that that have a rudimentary understanding of 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 growing things that they might have somehow half discerned from the white settlers. And now the Chinese are moving into those those lands and giving them all kinds of money, and they don't care about human rights or any of that Western bullshit. They just want access to the raw materials, and they sell them cheap goods. They moved in in Mugabe after he kicked the white farmers out. To get back to this find, they say here it's a very substantial object, and now this is the brass vessel that they found, and they are not very common it was about this time that they started to find things from the eastern Mediterranean, which is where this bowl is likely to have been made. Yeah, original whites were plenty civilized. You can see that in the metalwork. If nothing else, it's very intricate and, and developed. There's no doubt about it at all. One of the articles I read this week, it said that when the Anglo-Saxons came into England, that the, uh, I guess the um, Celts and the Picts, I think it usually called them the native people, but... Uh, if you would kill an Anglo-Saxon, the penalty was, I don't know, three or four times as severe and uh, especially heinous in the way you would be put to death. So the Anglo-Saxons were, uh, as this article represented, the overlords of uh, the Celts and the Picts, and uh, that they gained predominance by instituting laws in, in which they're uh, kind of like Jews are what do, uh, doing to us, in which their and precious minorities' uh, interests are held far above those, except in the case of Anglo-Saxons, perhaps they actually did have a, a more superior culture. There's no equality anywhere. It may be temporary and shifting, more or less equal, but, you know, people conquer people, and the, 
Anglo-Saxons in turn, they had the William the Conqueror come over there. And and then my understanding is a lot of the elite were speaking, they were speaking French because they came from the continent, and that's how a lot of French words got into English. The Anglo-Saxons became kind of the calming people. And they were paying Danegeld to the damn Vikings. They were paying, paying money, oh, please don't invade me. Well, today we're paying Jewgeld. We're paying tribute to Israel because they've conquered us. And they run our political class. They're a bunch of geldings. They're cowards. They're dogs with tails between their legs. None of them will stand up to Israel. That's a direct quote from one of those guys. He said, I, I don't care. I have never seen anybody stand up to Israel. So the U.S. is a conquered country. The fact that it's hidden doesn't change that it is a fact. And, and if Americans weren't stupid, they could see that these wars are not serving our interest, our true interest, 1%. Just blood and money down the drain. Yeah, it's 100% the ancient, one way. Probably the ancient Picts and Celts understood it better than white Americans understand it now. Yeah, I mean, the Mossad's Mas- <laughs> Ostrovsky said, you know, Americans fool themselves that the relationship with Israel is a two-way street. The Mossad, it's a one-way street. All the benefits are for Israel. They don't, they're not our friend. Mossad does not think of itself as the U.S.'s friend. We're just another playground for them, for their murderers and their spies and their industrial espionage and their their torturers and their whatever they need to do. This is just another place. They're not our friend. People need to realize that. Yeah, and they really love that duality where they can have some Jew just claim they're an American and then get them posted to a very important position like Homeland Security. And have yeah. that Jew just run out, you know, run, <laughs> run things uh, or run in investigations into the ground or let spies go. And just, a lot of the conservatives are just curs. They're little Walter Middies who fantasize about having a homosexual relationship with an IDF agent because they know that they're not real men. And, and they have that James Bond fantasy relationship to reality. And that's disgusting. We here represent real white men who are free of Jew influence. And I understand what's going on. They're attempting to form a white head to, to think some thoughts to start fighting the Jew and retake our turf. We don't need the Jews. They need us. And we despise all those who appease them and aid them. Speaking of that duality, uh, du- dual citizenship, and during that billionaire's list, I was astounded at the number of them who've come from Russia in the Jimmy Carter Jew lift of the late 1970s. Or... In the case of Haim Sabin, who made the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and is the biggest uh, political contributor of either party in the United States, was it Wikipedia or several sources? I mean, it was hard to say. Some of them claim he's Israeli, some is American, but he's on Forbes' <laughs> yeah. American list. I mean, it's just, it's just like it's uh, disappeared, the line between being an American and Israeli, as far as uh, well, it doesn't who cares. It doesn't matter. We have power it's a yeah. passport. He's a mensch yeah. of the world. He's here. He's there. Of the world. <laughs> it's a nation yeah. of immigrants. He's, he's in Germany. He's in Los a Renaissance Mitch. He's in Los Angeles. <laughs> he's in Tel Aviv. He's everywhere. He's bad. He's global wide. Yeah. He, yeah. Maybe that Jew rap ought to do it. A little takeoff on Billy Gibbons. I'm bad. I'm, I'm global. And this Jew's not only is he the biggest donor in American politics, he owns one of the West German TV channels or one of the German yeah, TV channels. And I bet the Germans are just incensed at it. Well, imagine what kind of shit he's running on it. You know, who asked? We don't need the Jews controlling our communication channel. Aren't these supposed to be publicly licensed to serve the public interest? Not the Yids' interest, but our interest. 
And they're running this shit to sexualize preteens. I mean, yeah, my God. Don't forget the psychology, yeah, the Freudianism, all the, the psychological experiments that they get to carry out on the hapless masses. Sure, Bratz dolls. Bratz dolls. You see those stupid little Bratz dolls, you know, the promoting homosexuality? Black snake moan. I mean, these are the people. By what right do they have public licenses to broadcast their morals undermining filth? And I speak that not as a conservative Christian, i.e. idiot, but but as someone who can think. We've, we've heard earlier in the show they're deliberately trying to undermine our morals. That means they're trying to fuck our people up using their complete control of the airwaves and the major print media. They are trying to undermine and fuck up our people, our kids. The only thing they deserve is death from us. Not dialogue, not talking to these fucking ugly monkeys, just plain death. That's the solution to the Jewish problem. And the Jewish problem is pretty much every goddamn problem we have. You know, encapsulated in one thing. This alien, hostile, parasitic elite that is controlling the media and the major institutions in society and using them to cripple and ultimately destroy the host. And we know that here at Goyfire. And you listening have to know that too. Every single thing we say is backed up and verified, and most of it's available at vnnforum.com. Just go there and look and read it, and get yourself a true and real education. Not available in public schools. Well, we are through the topic. What else? vnnforum.com. Just join. Goyfire.com. Goyfire.com. Oh, we do have a bunch of uh, mail that we can't get to today, but we will. We promise. We always encourage you to send mail to, what is it, info at goyfire.com. Info at goyfire.com if you have a reaction to the show, and we will deal with all substantial letters. And we have a bunch uh, warehouse that we'll probably deal with next show. Stan couldn't be with us this morning, but uh, next time he's here, he'll bring them up and we'll respond to them. So we appreciate your writing in. There's also, if I may say, Free Talk Live on Friday, pre-weekend, and post-weekend Free Talk Live on Monday. And those are live shows, and you can call in, and the listenership is uh, growing on those. In fact, I guess we'll, we'll have one tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Monday and Friday, and as we can add spots, we'll add them other times during the week. But we've had Monday and Friday going for a while. A lot of people these days use file-sharing programs in which uh, either through Torrent, T-O-R-R-E-N-T is one, in which you grab elements of files, movies, uh, songs, uh, PDF files. Torrents is a little complicated when E-Mule, uh, the, the letter E and then Mule, like a... M-U-L-E, the animal, emule.com is one. You can download it for free. And people, um, if you have a favorite song, you know, they, it's file sharing. It's kind of like the one that used to go on years ago. But what I've been doing, and I read about it years ago in a, in a forum, and I tried it, and that is I rename uh, my files. I'll take the George Lincoln Rockwell video. In fact, one of them I called um, Janis Joplin Blue Balls Unreleased. And then I put it in my shared fo- folder, and that's actually a Goyfire show. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can do it. Craig, you master of deceit, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the Jews, except we're giving them the truth, like Goebbels and Stryker. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> you know, you I'm done not flip the script, Craig Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Craig Dog. Yeah, it was fun. Somebody downloaded there or uploaded from me this morning. Uh, Janis Joplin, Blue Balls, unreleased. You know, you could call it uh, R. Kelly. In fact, I have one on my computer. A little bit of porn there. It's called R. Kelly. I, I actually it, read a book about Janis Joplin that was pretty good called Buried Alive. 
Yeah, for all you who want to get into drugs and fuck yourselves up. It's kind now, of if you do this, by the way, uh, if, you, if you're using a book file, for instance, if you're using uh, a Francis Yoki book or something, you, you have to remember when people download and they say any file, it'll say PDF. That could be a poster, it could be a, a, a picture, or it could be a book. So if you're, if you're doing video or audio, call it video or audio. For instance, uh, Goyfar would be perfectly suited for audio. And then whenever you have your computer on, leave your file sharing uh, software open. And uh, we may be able to get to, uh, who knows, if, it's just, if you save one, one child's mind, one, what, what is it, say, save a nigger, what's it called? But we're trying to save whites. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so uh, a white nigger God mind. didn't waste any of the nigger, that's for sure. Yeah, we, we can do it. You know, every little bit helps. All right, well, I want to thank you for tuning in again this evening, this morning, this afternoon, whenever you chose to listen to the program. Uh, we will be bringing you the facts as we find them. Until next time, America, this is AJ's with you. The best of goodbye.